You're listening to a Stand Up New York podcast. Welcome to A Girl's Guide. My name is Chanel Ali. I'm a stand-up comedian in New York City, and I host this podcast where I have my funny friends on, and we give you tips and tools to handle all the smoke in your life better. Any kind of smoke. We're talking about actual smoke that's coming off something that you lit. We're talking about smoke at a party, because somebody is asking you what's up with it, and we're going to teach you how to respond. Um, Today, I'm really excited for my guest. She's so funny, kills it all over the country, and has an incredible podcast called How Come, where she explores sexuality and just teaching people how to reach this elusive O. Everybody, please welcome Remy Casimir. Thank you. What a nice um, intro. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to give you some tips oh my gosh i can't even <laughs> imagine like do your parents know you have a podcast about coming of course yeah and they're like hey okay sweetie yes my parents are both medical professionals and <gasps> so they have always understood that orgasms are not just like important like in a social sense but like they're they're medically important like it's good for your body to come i agree a yeah. thousand percent yeah. i think some some of the most angstiest entertainers that we have ever met they just don't just come pent enough. up they don't come enough or they're yeah. coming in like this, like this fake way, you know, Yeah, where it's like performative. Yeah. Where it's like, they're just doing it to do it. It's not very holistic. They're not really feeling mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, we, I went on your podcast. You yes, guys can you listen did. to it. It's a great episode. It's such a fun episode. We talked about how I've been coming since coming was a coming thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, it's like way back in the day, but you, be, you, you first orgasmed at what age? 28. Oh, man. Yeah, I started the whole podcast because I had never come. Right. And so the title, How Come? Because uh, I wanted to know why. And I mm. also wanted like to just learn how. Like, I initially really didn't think that, like, female orgasms were a thing. Oh. I just thought it was, like, a myth. I can't believe I was your friend that long and you didn't ask me about it. But that was the thing, is when I started stand-up, I saw other people doing stand-up about it and then, like, mm. actually openly talking about it. And it was, like, women and non-binary people with vulvas or whatever would be talking about their orgasms on stage. And I'd be like, what? And I just felt, like, so left out. Wow. Because yeah. I have a code with, like, most of my girlfriends. Do you? Where if we're checking in with each other, we'll say, uh, yo, you out here? Mm-hmm. And that just means you've been coming. <gasps> That's just what that means. I have now. So you are out here, actively. I, yeah. Yeah. I stay out here. But I was in there for a long time. Oh, my gosh. And it sucked. It, do you hear the pain in my voice? Yeah, like no. When you, when you, and we've talked about this a few times, yeah. but every time you remind me that for 28 <laughs> years of your life, you weren't coming, it's I'm like, so ah, sad. That is it so is, many. Yeah, and it, it's shocking, but it's, we've had somebody on How Come who had her first orgasm at 50 because she wow. listened to the podcast. I love like that. did all the assignments that I did. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it like a cross? Is it like this, this meeting of the minds where it's like, you really feel like you're helping people, but also it's kind of like a sexy thing. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So it's weird. Mm. First of all, because yeah. I started a hundred percent selfishly. Yeah. And then a lot of people have said, Oh my, and you're, you're doing the Lord's work or, mm. you know, something like that. And I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. And also yes. you need to know that I started it for me. Mm-hmm. However, it is very nice runoff that it does help other people. Yeah. But then, again, the sexy thing, it is a little weird. Yeah. Like, there will be episodes where people are talking about stuff and, like, everybody gets horny. Whoa. You know? And it's like, there are moments like that where I, like, kind of, like, pull back. I'm like, what are we doing here? (laughs) You're like, you're laughing in a a funny way. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, is this weird? (laughs) That is kind of strange, but you're in a relationship and does your mm-hmm. partner join you for some of these things? Like other than being on the podcast, do they yeah. come with you to like 
events and stuff so, like that. And you guys are both on stage. Like, I made her come. Mm, he he doesn't really talk about making me come on mm. stage. He's like, she's got it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's my brand. Um, but yeah, he was involved in a few things in the beginning because after I like achieved my first orgasm, I was like, oh, should I just like shut this podcast down? What? Like I did it. Well, because I was like, we, you were we like, did it. We accomplished the goal. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. I can come. Yeah. Podcast complete. Yeah. What am I going to do? Just come over and over again? Yeah. That would be so annoying. <laughs> um, no, but then people were like, well, okay, you've achieved it with like a toy, but like, we'd like to see you do it like manually. Like, can you do it with another person? Like, oh, that yeah. And Ben did get involved, but then I started to be like, you know, sensitive to his feelings because he didn't sign up to be a sex podcaster. Absolutely, yeah. However, like, there are things that we'll do now that will be like, yeah, this isn't for sharing yet. <laughs> you know? Right. But eventually you'll maybe get around to it or maybe never. So, sometimes never. Yeah. Sometimes in a week from the thing. Sometimes the next day that it was like, oh, that was actually really fun. Can I talk about this? And he's like, yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so dope. And so you guys both smoke. A lot. And this podcast is a lot about smoking and, yeah. and having a good time. Yeah. And I would love to give our listeners some some tips about smoking specifically with guys. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I I remember one of the first times that I went on a date with a guy and like we went back to his house and we really smoked. Mm-hmm. I got way too high. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling my friend from the bathroom and she was too high mm-hmm. where she was. And so then we just laughed at each other <laughs> in bathrooms in different states. Yes. And it just wasn't a helpful conversation, you know? Right. But then the next day I was like, man, I wish she would have really like told me to take a breath and like reminded me that mm-hmm. like. But she hey, was so come. high too. She was so high. So it, it was really fun and yeah. funny. Yeah. And eventually I dated that guy for like years. So he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he had a great time with it. I was going to say, how did he respond? Yeah. Well, something that I learned that day, and I think it's really important, is that we shouldn't be afraid to like be honest with a guy about yeah. where we are yeah. in our high. Yeah. You know, if we're smoking or hanging out cordially, I don't have a problem telling someone like at my wildest, I've told a guy, I'm so lit. I need to go shower right now. Mm-hmm. Can you go get me a towel and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever? And then like leave me alone for an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. And then even like at my very chill, I've said to a guy, I just need you to open a window. For sure. It's just too stuffy in here for us to be yeah. smoking whatever. But I think that is exactly correct because everything that we talk about on How Come is like communication and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like so many people don't want to communicate stuff because they don't want to be a burden to another person. Yeah. But if you are literally getting so high that you're feeling uncomfortable and this is like a first date or a third date or a whatever date they might perceive that like body language as like, Oh, they're Something not comfortable else. with me anymore. Something else. Completely. Yeah. 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 And so I always think it's like best to just kind of be like, Oh my God, I'm like kind of freaking out. Yes. Or whatever. Show them the multitudes that you have and how you handle it or give them an opportunity to help you. I yeah. think you can learn so much about somebody very quickly. Yeah. This um, is not fair to say to people who are dating, but like I'm, we've been in a relationship for a long time, but like the other day, I think Ben was talking to me about something and I had been smoking and I go, Oh, um, I just started spiraling. <laughs> I, I was like, could you, could we stop talking about what you're talking about for mm-hmm. a second? Because something you just said, like literally made me spiral. And I'm going down the tunnel fast, baby. Yeah. And he was like, do you want to share it with me? And I was like, I really do. Like I need to just get it out of my head and yes. like, you know, yeah. 
It's always fun to do with someone, unless they don't understand the spiral, and then you're like, I feel crazy. You're like, go get a pen and paper. I'll draw it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll map it out for you. Yeah. Yeah, I like to I like to communicate, um, ask for things that I need. Um, but one thing I love about smoking with a new love interest is that some of the pretense disappears, mm-hmm. especially with guys who are always like, when you're first trying to get to know them, they're very much like, oh, I'm so cool. Yeah. This is how I move my arms all the time. <laughs> and when I pick something up, I do it so smooth, you yeah. know? But then when they're lit, they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, they can be a little bit of like silly who they really are, but also mixed with like just being uninhibited. Yeah. And I just love that. I love watching somebody overcome a conflict whether small or big like how are you gonna open this jar you know how are you gonna mm-hmm. how are you gonna find somebody to bring us food right now it's very late you know mm-hmm. i like watching somebody in those moments um decide like can i be silly with this and yeah. not be perfect at it yeah and then you know parts of their personality come out but yeah um i also think it's important not to lay down like don't smoke oh with God, a guy and then down. just lay down not even on some <laughs> sexy time yeah. just like don't lay down and try to be cute like oh so what kind of water do you like? Like, just don't do that. You'll fall Be- off the bed like Cher Horowitz. You'll fall off the bed. We've seen it in movie mm-hmm. after movie after movie. You don't have good balance because mm-hmm. you're high. you're so high. And also, like, we're getting lit, and so our blood flow is important. Mm-hmm. And if you lay, it's super concentrated. And I just also think... Also, you might fall asleep. You could fall asleep. I've fallen asleep in so many places that are so embarrassing. You have? Yeah. You're one of those people when you get lit, you get comfortable? Yeah. I'm not that way. Yeah, and I I had to learn from that because I literally like went to a party once. Yeah, got so high, fell asleep. It was a New Year's party. I fell asleep before the ball dropped. Oh wow! The friend who brought me to the party never spoke to me again. <laughs> she was embarrassed. <laughs> yes. She's kind of lame for that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it could have been way worse. <laughs> not going to disagree with that, but yeah, uh, don't fall asleep because also. You don't know this person. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know. You don't know. And you don't know what's... Also, you ever... I always feel like we're afraid sometimes to cough when Mm. we're smoking around people for the first time. Like, we're afraid to, like, have a coughing spell or just expel in a weird way uh-huh. and i think those those moments gives give us real opportunities to mess with the other person and to be silly you know if so, if a guy passes me something it's the first time smoking and it makes me cough which is really saying something because mm-hmm. it takes a lot to make me cough when yeah I'm smoking. i'll smoke a whole blunt yeah won't feel a thing if he really makes me cough i'm like what's this pcp <laughs> you know, i'm gonna start joking with him yeah and playing around with the scenario so that i'm comfortable with this weird sound that i can't but also it, like make, keep you know? a water bottle on hand or Stay something hydrated, like yeah. you're you will cough you plan will, to yeah. cough yeah and if you're with somebody that you haven't hung out with before like you're probably holding in a fart too Yes, so all like, this gas building inside of you. Right, like take little bathroom trips, maybe yes. pre-smoke, get the farts out so that nothing comes out with a cough. Spread the cheeks. Have you ever farted and coughed at the same time? It's so embarrassing. Plenty of, of times, a, yeah. A, but like in front of a, a new love. Even worse than that, I one time was smoking with like a love interest and right when I took a big drag, I needed to sneeze. And you oh, know, no. oh, so terrible. And you know when you have to force out smoke like that, yes. it's like it's yes. gonna burn. You're it's gonna get so higher. painful. And I, so I made a decision mentally that I was like, I'm gonna sneeze and not let the smoke out. Uh-huh. And so I did, and somehow survived it. Didn't have an aneurysm, and came back to tell the story the next day. But like, but you didn't have anything shooting like burning out of your nose. Pain in the roof of my mouth and the back of my throat. And then I was like, I just didn't want to smoke anymore because yeah. it had been such a harsh experience scary yeah yeah there have been times that ben has been smoking and i think trying to keep the smoke in and then the snot that like yeah and we've 
been together seven years. He'll mm. be like, don't look at me. <laughs> like, you don't want to do that in front of a new person. Absolutely. But after a while, I'm like, can you handle this snack? Because I got, I got bad allergies mm-hmm. and I want to make sure, you know? Yeah. Because it's like natural. Yeah. It, I always think there's this weird thing where it's like sometimes when people want to be strange about saliva and mucus and i'm like bro if we're sleeping together like you eat my ass you know there's mucus down there yeah okay the mucus makes it fun right you love that mucus yeah that's your favorite that's your favorite thing about me you you, it comes from the same place Mm -hmm. we're it's lubrication at at every avenue yeah so don't act like you can't get me a tissue because i just need in my hand yeah and i need your help right now yeah if i came in my hand you would think it was hot Totally. But this different kind of mucus you don't like? Fuck that. I've been reading a lot about IUDs lately, so I know all about mucus down there. Are you going to get one? I have one already. It's yeah. expired, though. Oh. And I need to get to a new out. one. Yeah. And I was right on time with it. Like, my appointment Good. was the day of. The lady was impressed. Mm-hmm. She said, people come in, because I was worried. Like, hurry up. Yeah. It's the medicine stopped. Get yeah. a foreign body. She was like, people leave this shit in for years. I can't even believe that you even came this accurately. And did you go point. because you knew? Mm-hmm. Wow. Five years to the day, I knew it was That's up. That's unreal. I yeah. went the same time, but it was like an accident. It was just for Whoa. like a checkup. And they were like, oh, this oh. needs to come out now. And I was mm. like, Bob. Also, shout out to the hot girls uh, in New York City because I couldn't get it that day because my IUD is sold out. So I see y'all. <laughs> yeah. Y'all out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wearing their sundresses. Out here getting it and also not leaving it in. I see yeah. y'all. Yeah. I see y'all. And I like it. I'm trying to start a crusade where we just we shut down baby making for a while. Just for a while. Listen, I, I have shut it down within myself yeah. for a very long time. Mm. And I think it, parenthood is a very serious thing that, like, not a lot of people seem to take seriously. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's, like, really good parents out there, but, like... And it seems kind of nice. Like, obviously, you f- something happens when you have a baby where you feel things about it. Because I always see these stories of women being like, well, my baby father is not doing this, and I'm going to take him to court, and blah, blah, blah. And I always felt like, just drop the baby off. Just drop the baby off. But With him? See? You see how you react yeah. With him, of course. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Right. But right now, in my selfish mind, I'm very protective great. over this imaginary baby. Imaginary baby. <laughs> See, you're already close to it, but I'm yeah. sure that if I did have a real baby here mm-hmm. and a real baby daddy who was shit, I would be like, no, I'm going to take care of my baby. But right now, 100%. I don't feel that emotion. Right now, I don't feel that emotion at all. If there was a baby thrust upon me, yeah. I would take care of it. Like, I've literally had dreams where somebody else like couldn't take care of their baby and they like mm. left it with me. And I was like, I guess I have a baby now. Wow. But I'm not going to, like, make the decision. Like, I'm a depressed person mm. who's aware of the times that we're living in. Like, why would I do that to somebody? It, when I get to... Want to raise a kid to hate I, me? No. Or not think I'm funny because it's... Or not think I'm funny. Think I'm annoying. Yeah. When I get to a middle of a blunt, like, when I'm really smoking and I'm really starting to feel it, it's in those moments that I'm the most thankful that I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. It's right there when I'm like, what is it, Thursday? What day is it? Yeah. Ooh, so happy I ain't got no kids. I literally, I'll think about my nephew and I'll like giggle to myself about him. And I'm like, I'm so happy that feeding him's not my responsibility. <laughs> I'll just see him when I see him. I'll see him when I see him. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously it gets messy when you have a kid, like then you're like tied to somebody. And that's something else mm-hmm. I want to talk about on our episode is breakups. Yes. How are you with breakups? I'm not amazing. Have you had like big breakups in your life? Um, so I've only been in two, I would say, serious relationships. Because she wasn't coming, y'all. Literally. You see what happens? Literally. She's not going to stick around, y'all. <laughs> um, but I think 
and I don't want to throw my parents under the bus. My parents are I'll no longer them. together. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but they took a very long time to get to that place. Mm. And watching that deteriorate. Well, just watching nobody really make a decision, mm. I think. So in my last relationship, I think I stayed in a lot longer than I wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, just because there's this like idea of what a successful relationship is. And that's a relationship that continues. Yeah. You know, whereas right. you can have a successful relationship that does end. It doesn't take yeah. away from the relationship. It just mm -hmm. means it wasn't meant to be. But I always saw ending a relationship as like failure weakness weakness giving up. yeah exactly yeah so i think that's something that people can take away from me mm. is it is definitely not a weak thing it's actually very strong yeah to break up with somebody because you are emotionally connected to them there are feelings of comfortability you they know everything about you you know mm. like you always see those memes of people being like Going from like sharing your most inner thoughts with people to being like strangers, being like, people what's your favorite this. color? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, people don't like to start over. Mm -hmm. Like there are a lot of people who are doing something which is called fear-based dating. Yeah, which is just staying in relationships because you think dating out there is shit, no matter what. There is nobody else. Yeah, shots you fired. Remy hit me. And myself. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I feel no shame. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can only say it because I went through it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I think the coolest thing, not coolest, but the best thing that you can do for yourself in a relationship that's no longer serving you and the best thing you can do for the other person, mm. let them go. Yes. You know what I said to a good girlfriend um, not too long ago? She was having a really, really terrible breakup. And I was saying to her, like, even if you want this guy back, mm -hmm. even if you want to get to the other side where you forgive him and he comes back to you and everything is good, he actually can't be with the version of you that you are right now. Yeah. Because who you are right now is somebody who's triggered and who's feeling vulnerable mm -hmm. and is feeling anxious and all of the things that you aren't naturally, you're not naturally this mm -hmm. wound up, but you are this way right now because you have to heal from the things that you guys have just been through. Mm -hmm. So even if you guys are meant to be, you still have to go through it. You still have to heal and take some time from him yeah. and really sit with it. As Usher says, let it burn. Some people don't believe in breaks. Do you believe in breaks? Yeah, I like a good break. Yeah. I also believe in practicing detachment. It's something that I've had to work on, especially uh -huh. I think because I always talk about on this podcast how I, you know, I, I grew up without parents. And I think that that creates a level of like wanting a safety blanket so bad that early yeah. in my dating life, I had to learn like you cannot make somebody your everything. Mm -hmm. Not not any one person can be your everything. Mm -hmm. There has to be a lot of relationships in your life that facilitate the love that you need. And one of the main ones has to come from yourself. A hundred percent. That's the oh no. Yeah, fuck that clock. I don't need it. <laughs> it was just uh, too much real conversation know, going right? on for the clock. Yeah. Um, the clock wants to break up with their partner. <laughs> it's just the ghost <laughs> of our exes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You just have to like foster these relationships in your life and not let one person become everything. Yes. So this is a thing that I think I went through with my ex because. He was my first, like, real, real boyfriend. And mm. up to that point, I thought, you will be completed by a man. 
Mm. you know, or another person, a partnership, a partnership. That is the thing that's going to give you validity. And it's going to be the thing that makes you feel like a whole human. And you'll have an amazing carousel on Instagram. Ah, yeah. You know, with the ring and your surprise and Mm. and now we're on the honey, you know, have like events for people to celebrate, you now Mm -hmm. registries, literally like how exciting. Mm. Um, and then while I was with him, I remember thinking about other people because I still wasn't complete. Mm-hmm. And I was like, would other people complete me? Mm. You know? And it's like, even though he wasn't the right person for me, still know about the other people. Yeah. Like you have to, you're not going to think you deserve those other people until you're a version of yourself that like you would date. Absolutely. Which is a really harsh reality to yes. come to. It takes time to get there for sure. And even there are like mornings sometimes that I wake up and I'm just like, <coughs> Jesus, I wouldn't date me. <laughs> you know, and I'm then like, I look I'm at like, dang, this is a lot on somebody. I look at Ben and I'm like, ooh, you have like no standards. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when a guy makes time for me and his schedule and and I'm giving him not much to work with, I'm like, you're desperate. <laughs> yeah, you're a loser. I just told you I can only see you on the first or the fourteenth. You're hype. um so i always say that in the in the first few days weeks of a breakup you have to limit your 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 litness of choice you know not too much smoking not too much drinking Uh i think it's okay to get elevated but we don't want to like numb ourselves you know because i think that prolongs the actual healing right we actually have to do the actual usher let it burn and sit with it Mm -hmm. and i think the easiest way for me was to just like write it out write a journal Mm. write a letter say the hard things the easy things the things that you wish you could have said like Mm -hmm give yourself space to have those valid thoughts and acknowledge them voice notes voice notes my favorite thing even now really like, yeah. yeah sometimes if it's like not time for therapy yet yes this week wow. i'll just yell something into my voice note or whatever i and just then don't like, trust technology that much you think it'll send it to somebody N- yeah yeah or, or <laughs> i'll send it to somebody in some crazy manic state maybe i don't know yeah but honestly then they'd be like this is high art Yes. Emphasis on the high. Yes. And you can always say, oh, that was, I was auditioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a period piece. <laughs> um, I think music therapy is important. Mm. Make I make a playlist when I'm setting up to break up with somebody. Smart. I make a playlist. Do you make it sad or do you make it exciting? Mm, I think I make it like apprehensive uh-huh. it's like that all of the songs have this energy of you know what you gotta do girl <laughs> we're not playing this game yeah no mm-hmm. cause you know he gonna do it again and, and I change my keys to the house yep <laughs> see you know the songs yeah. you know the songs girl go ahead and change that password but yeah um playlist to get ready for the breakup a playlist for the breakup mm-hmm. when you're in the throes a playlist for maybe just like missing love, maybe not necessarily that person, but missing love and interaction. And then also a playlist that's just like on the other side of it, you know, like yes. the peaceful, we had fun and that was a good time. Sometimes it was shitty, but that was a good time. And mm-hmm. I can like have a life where I'm grateful for 
pain mm-hmm. and love mm-hmm. in almost equal amounts. My friend is going through a breakup right now and she just was telling me about her playlist. Mm. And she said she started off with The Scientist by Coldplay. Oh, wow. She's which is... Jumping in. Deep. <laughs> like jumping right in. That is cold turkey. Yes, like, let's get to it. Let's, we're let's already get at... Those. We're past it. Nobody yes. said it was easy. It's such yeah. a shame for us to part. And then you think about who was singing the song and the fact that he's like the king of conscious uncoupling. And you're like, they've been apart for a long time and they're fine. And they'd be knowing. We'll be fine. They'd be knowing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really helpful. Um, music playlists. Um, I want to check my notes. I'm going to bring yeah. up notes. Make sure you don't miss anything. Because all these babies out here are crying and they don't have Friends help. around. Oh, yes. Friends and family. Who hated the partner, preferably. <laughs> that, that, yes. <laughs> Um, oh, I always say date yourself, but on a real scale. I see people say this all the time, like it's important mm-hmm. to date yourself, but I mean it like legitimately to the point where let's say I'm walking past a store, I'll look at myself in the glass and pretend I'm another person and mm-hmm. say, Chanel, what do you want to do today? Yes. Yeah. And then I will answer myself, you know what? I really wanted to get, I want to stop by Sephora and get that makeup. I've been talking yeah. about it. That's what I'm talking about. I really want to go get it. And you know, after that, it would be so great if we had some tacos. And then you know what? After that, I would love to go buy a walk for the water. You know, imagine mm-hmm. that person that you love so much. They're saying it to you, but it is you. Mm-hmm. It, it's actually your reflection. Talking and you're to agreeing you. with everything that you're putting and out you there. And you feel so loved that yeah. you're even thinking of what would make you so happy. And then Go do those things. I've talked about this on How Come, where it's like people think of sex as just like with another person, but mm-hmm. like a lot of where you have to start with sex is like with yourself. And yes. it's not just like, oh, that means like go masturbate. But like I had to like learn to give myself license to like caress other parts of my body mm-hmm. for my enjoyment or like mm-hmm. kiss my own shoulder or whatever. Yes. Like I've Feel talked, yourself. I've talked dirty to myself at Absolutely. this point, like a lot. Mm-hmm. And like, even like what you're saying of like looking in the mirror and being like, what do you want to do today? Like sometimes I'll be like, Remy, like you need to get up and I'll go, I don't want to. And it's like, well, we know we have to, right? <laughs> right. And then give your little self like a little pat yes. on the butt yes. and get up. Absolutely. And it, it helps even more if you can um, give yourself rewards. Like I'll be like, yeah. yo, Chanel, if you, you yeah. handle all this and you take this podcast and you do that and that and that, mm-hmm. psh, girl, you can smoke a blunt. My favorite <laughs> um dating yourself while being a stoner thing is when you hide snacks around mm. for yourself that you forget about later. Yes. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh my God, she's so nice to Thoughtful. me. Yeah. Thoughtful <laughs> knows yeah. that I love these gummy bears and look, here they are ready to go in the freezer. Yes. I like to, especially when I'm in a green room, I love to like grab some fruit, things like that. And then later on find it in my bag. I'm like, look at you taking care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I got really high on a plane. Do you do that? Do you, do you smoke before I'll you smirk. get on the plane? I'll smirk. Smirk it up. <laughs> I'll smoke before, yeah. Yeah, you'll smoke before by edibles? Uh, yeah, if I have edibles. I don't often buy them, though. Mm. I should. Yeah. I just feel like they're never really strong enough, which sounds crazy. I understand that. I just got back from Seattle, and I'll tell you what, out there, they're doing them. Yeah. Because I tried this drink. It was like 100 milligram in a bottle, but it was like an airplane nip size. Mm-hmm. I drank half of it, like 50 milligrams. Mm-hmm. That was more than 50 milligrams because I went through it and came back. <laughs> I, I was on a plane, but also I was flying. You were not there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I flew myself in the plane. Did it hit you before going through like all of the checks? Oh, no, it was an early morning flight. It was like a 6 a.m. flight. So it actually hit me when I woke up on the plane. So I, I drank it before I got on. And then like halfway through, I woke up. And as soon as I woke up, I was like, 
through the roof. Yeah. And so then I went through that moment where you're like, am I about to freak out? <laughs> oh my God, I think I'm about to freak out. And I was sitting in the middle seat. So I was like, well, Chanel, you could wake up all of these people and kind of cause a little commotion to get over there to freak out. Mm-hmm. Or you could just freak out right here quietly and nobody will know. Out. And so my tips, my tips for when you're freaking out on an edible is first to remind yourself that nobody dies from this, mm-hmm. that it will pass. Mm-hmm. Also, I think a quick breath, like a, a quick inhale, a little... Like that, <laughs> just like forcing in, into your body that oxygen really helps because we don't realize when we're so lit that we're not taking good breaths, really yeah. not fulfilling that oxygen CO2 transfer. Anytime I'm stressed, I hold my breath. Oh, yes, absolutely. Especially when we're about to do something, we're like yeah. getting ready to do it and you can just like really yeah. throw yourself In through over. the nose, out through the mouth. Mm-hmm. A quick breath inhale would do it. Um, drinking some water. And then I like to do something that centers me, um, which is usually I'll untie my shoes and then tie them back. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because I'm reminding myself that I am in control of my body. Look, yeah. I can command my hands yeah. and my arms and my feet to do this one thing. So I'm not I, I'm not really that out of control, but I do feel, yeah. you know, a I love crazy. that. There's also like um, meditation techniques of like just look around and like try to find three things that are red. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find three things that are red. Okay, now three things that are green. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, now try to find something that you can hear. Mm-hmm. And you just get your senses back and you yes. feel like more grounded. Yeah, because I think that, that sometimes, especially when it comes to edibles, people who have had bad experiences, they pull back from it so much that they don't experience certain depths of being high mm-hmm. because they're always like, no, I just can't control it. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like sometimes that couple of minutes of uncomfortable mm-hmm. is on the other side of something where you really enjoy it and really yeah. like go for the ride. So those tools are helpful. Also spicy food will bring you down a little really, really quickly. If you can get some spicy food, that'll help you eating definitely brings you down. Um, I thought of an edible that I do like because you mentioned Seattle. So Portland, Oregon has really good um, like rice crispy treat oh. edibles. Okay. That used to get me so high. And as you know, I was there for lockdown times with right. Ben and his parents. Right. I would <clears throat> eat these little ones because you can't, we didn't want to like smoke before dinner because we'd like smell. Yeah. Um, so Ben would give me these edibles and I would lay down on the floor like to watch Jeopardy or whatever and <laughs> pass out yes. in front of both of these parents. They'd be like, she's exhausted. Yeah. And, but then I would like pretend, you know, when you're sleeping and you pretend you're not sleeping, mm-hmm. like a Jeopardy answer, like somebody would be like, oh, this. And I go, yeah. <laughs> when you hear something happen you like go, you're ah. that was the right answer like you're sleeping no i'm watching <laughs> with my eyes closed yeah. <laughs> so when i was on the plane the other day i'm like super high and like halfway through the flight um one of the stewardess gets on the, the intercom and she's like um ladies and gentlemen is there a doctor aboard the plane we have a medical emergency in the back uh ladies and gentlemen if there's a doctor aboard the plane please come to the back of the plane mm-hmm. you know we need a doctor blah 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 and she says it very calmly. Like, she's, it's not an emergency, yeah. whatever. And this really hot guy gets up and, like, begrudgingly walks to the back <laughs> of the plane. Like, it's so, every time I'm being hot as a doctor, uh. somebody calls me. He, like, threw his hair back and blah, blah, blah. And he went back there and, like, fixed this guy up. It was, like, some old guy who I think mm-hmm. was just feeling uncomfortable. And he, like, checked his vitals really quick, blah, blah, blah. But even sitting there being so high, I just instantly got jealous. <laughs> I got so jealous that the sick guy was getting so much attention. And then even more jealous that this doctor gets to sometimes just get on planes and have to, like, 
display his self-worth. Yeah. And I wanted somebody to say, is there a comedian on yeah. the plane? Would somebody like to make us giggle is while there a this traumatic lady? event is There's going on? There's four toddlers in the back. If, if a funny lady <laughs> is here who could possibly... We are overwhelmed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's just we never get calls like that to... Because I feel like what's a doctor spends how many years in med school and doing a thing and and yeah they get to a certain point where they just we don't know we don't know those guys' qualifications he was just a guy who said I'm a doctor for sure call on me I would like to be the the comedian on the plane see when you were high and he he got up I thought you were gonna be like how does he know I'm not okay <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a doctor how, on the plane because yeah. the girl Chanel was seventeen was freaking B? out. <laughs> needs help <laughs> and she's looking around wildly but not pressing the button <laughs> yeah. so if somebody could go and help her i would have been so impressed people would have came up to me and be like you did it didn't you i'm like fuck yeah it's a fun no, way I to did. get a date on a plane though like yeah is anybody a doctor on this plane and then like he comes back and it's like there's a single woman <laughs> <laughs> but i also am like absolutely i do not play when it comes to being too lit on a public anything where somebody could think it's a medical emergency. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I draw the line. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would rather freak out independently in the bathroom than make them feel like, we got to turn this plane around, you know? Totally. Because one time I was even lit with um, another lady comic, and we had taken some edibles, and then we were going to get on a boat, uh, like some ferry ride. Okay. And right before we got on the boat, she, like, passed out a little. Like, oh. I caught her. <laughs> yeah. I, like, caught her. Yeah. And, like, I laid her down, and we're like, causing a scene on the dock. Yeah. And then when she came to, she was like, oh, oh man, hurry up. We're going to miss the boat. <laughs> I was like, we're not getting on the boat. She's like, I'm not sleeping. It's not a boat day for us. Yeah. We can't do it. Yeah, she was you're like, done. She was shocked by it. And I was like, no, we're not having a medical emergency on the water. Oh, my God. Do you remember my old bar show? Mm, I don't know. Where Back was in the day, it was called Our Famous Friends. And our gimmick was okay. if you stayed for the whole time, we would smoke you out. And <laughs> I don't know if I knew that. All right. Yeah. I might have stayed longer. Uh, no, you. I think you definitely stayed. All I've right. got pictures of us smoking together. Okay, then You're fine. just so I high all that. the time. <laughs> but um, we had this returning uh, audience member who was like in her 60s. And like most of the time she would never smoke. And then one day she decided, I'm just going to like, why not? And it was like the same thing. She was like about to pass out and was like holding the doors of mm-hmm. the venue. And I had to catch her head. Yes. And then she was like, oh. Oh, is the show over? I'm like, go home. <laughs> Get out of here, lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just don't understand that. Like, I have such an urge to retreat if I feel like I've Same. gotten too lit. So when I see people not make that decision, I'm like, so you're just going to be like this in front of us? Yeah. <laughs> Put me in my bed. Feed me some snacks. Yeah. I always, you know, I got the at least Uber to get home. Yeah. I, I had planned it just in case I got too lit. Also, I think if you're too lit, um, something I think really helps me is to laugh at yourself. Hundred percent. If you bump into something, you're like, "Look at my high ass." Mm-hmm. And think of it in like a cute way too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just so high and cute. Yeah. Being silly by myself. I can't even put these shoes on right. Look how high I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody if, thinks I'm drunk. I'm if so I was high. on the Truman Show right now, people would be having like a bit of a laugh with me. <laughs> yeah. They would be like, "What is yeah. in that? What did she have?" So wait, when you are seeing a new person to date. How off or like how quickly will you smoke with them alone? Mm, pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Yeah. And do you do it at home or like on the streets? Because like it's not like drinking where you can like go on a date and like have a joint. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've definitely done it on first dates and I think that 
in connecting with a guy, that's something I'll ask pretty early on. Like, do you smoke? Are you a smoker? And mm-hmm. it's okay if they're not, um, as long as they don't make me feel like it's such yeah. a thing. Yeah. Because I've also dated non-smokers before who made me feel like, oh, it's 2 p.m. Do you need to go smoke? And I'm like, I, I actually don't have a schedule. Same. Um, or they'll be like, you're smoking again. Don't need and you it's to like, monitor. You do cocaine. It's crazy. I don't need you to monitor how much I'm partying because I do this all the time without you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like to get to to get lit around somebody pretty quickly and like not like blown out of my mind, but comfortably. I think I think it helps with conversation. I'm I think I have an, a high personality, so yeah, I smoke pretty yeah. quickly. I'll smoke alone with them for sure, but also like I'm not gonna let them take me somewhere. You know, that's what I, I'm thinking about. I think I more so do it to punk men to show them up top, like. I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. You can't hide out high me. Yeah. Try. It, yeah. You're like the cool girl that's like, I can drink you under the table. Yeah. But there I just I find it annoying. I think there will be more places now that it's like more legal that you can like ask somebody on a first date and mm-hmm. like ha- share a joint with them or smoke a joint across from them or something. Yeah. Whereas like I don't know, when I was dating, if like you wanted to smoke with somebody, you couldn't even smoke on the street yet, really. Yes. So it was like you have to invite them back to your house mm-hmm. or their house and then like those environments, like, you kind of can feel a little trapped sometimes. Oh, yeah, totally. And that's, like I said, when, one time I was on a first date with a guy and I got too high, laid down, just mm-hmm. laid down at his house. We were just laying down talking. Yeah. And I text my friend, like, yo, I'm fucking, I'm sco-. I remember saying to her, I'm Scooby-Doo high. Yeah. Which is, like, not, that's not even, like, <laughs> a barometer that we used to use. Yeah. We, we never talked about cartoons like that. Yeah. But I want her to know, this is where I'm at. Yeah. And You're like, running through doors and going into other doors. <laughs> I'm trying back. to find a murder yeah. in here. You're actually not Chanel. You need to pull off your head or someone else entirely i hear a a dog (laughs) but yeah just lit as hell and then i smoked a lot in that relationship i ended up being with that guy for a while and we used to smoke a lot it was like something that i felt like we were really connected in but then when i became a comedian we had a really ugly breakup because he didn't like that i was smoking with other guys he didn't like that Hmm. It, it became like this instant demonization of this thing that we had done together all the time because it felt so intimate it felt very intimate to him so like the first time that he saw me and i was like visibly high because i had smoked with jill scott's band which is a really cool thing to say yeah and i was excited to tell my weed boyfriend at the time yo (laughs) i just smoked with jill scott's band it's so cool you know like they want to smoke with you too come Mm -hmm. on he was like you're not that's not just weed you're not just on weed. And I was this totally, is polyamory now. I was totally just on weed. You yeah, know, like yeah. I, I couldn't even fathom at that point in my life doing anything else. So it just blew my mind that like in a minute I went from being <clears throat> his cool girlfriend who liked to smoke weed mm-hmm. to a groupie who just gets high with whoever and betrayed him and just, but and you just can't be trusted. You little slut. Yeah. And I was like, bro, we're just smoking weed. The same weed you smoke every day, kid. Uh huh. Yeah, but then when we had a breakup, um, that was because um, I became a comedian and he wasn't um, supportive. Right. And I remember when we broke up that conversation, I had called him and I was like, what'd you do last night? Because he had said he couldn't go to my show. And Mm -hmm. whatever his excuse was, was like he had to take his car to the shop. He didn't go do that thing. Mm. So instead, he was just home all night. Mm. And I didn't have a car. So to get to my own show, I had to, like, take a bus and a train and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, my car was broke. And I just, you know, I told you I wasn't coming. And I was just like, I break up with you. (laughs) And he was like, what? I was like, I break up with you. 
And he's like, you can't just declare it like bankruptcy. I was like, I'm, I break up with you. You're sued. Here, here I break and, up with you. Here and now. Yeah. Note the time. Mm -hmm. We break up mm -hmm. because you're doing this now. And this the like, patient is called at. Mm -mm, yeah. Dead. DOA. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. And I just remember feeling like if you're going to act this way now, and this is so early in my career, this is like a, a small gig that yeah. like you could come out to. And back then I didn't have that many gigs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I broke up with him then. And for the next few days, he definitely tried to entice me with like weed and like trips to Jamaica and stuff like that. And I was so tempted. That is very enticing. I was so tempted. Man. I was like, shove it under the rug. I'm yeah. a whore. Who cares? I yeah. did all, you think I did all these drugs? Who cares? But yeah, that was um one of those breakups that didn't take me that long to get over because... I just knew I was right. Mm. <laughs> I was just like, you're going to, this is just something that's a small portion of how you're really going to act. Yeah. When my career starts taking off and I'm not going to be explaining and re-explaining how weed works, bro. Yeah. It's you know? a social thing. Mm-hmm. Just because you made it intimate. Like, and it's nice that it was intimate for right. him, but mm -hmm. it doesn't, that doesn't mean it was, <laughs> that you were intimate with anybody else. Um, have you ever felt, because I don't know, right now I'm kind of in the midst of wanting to take a tea break, mm. a little THC break. Um, I have to go on a vacation where I'm not sure I'll be able to smoke. So I'm mm. like, I should kind of calm down. And I had a little spiral and I said to Ben, I go, cause he also wants to wean off. Mm -hmm. We're both like, we smoke too much. Like it's yeah. becoming expensive. Mm. And I was like, but what if we don't like each other? Oh my gosh. I'm so happy that you acknowledge the, the thing in the room. Yeah. Because I've had forced breaks because I was traveling internationally and like didn't want to go to jail for weed. Mm -hmm. And after a few days, I would say by day four, mm -hmm. I looked in the mirror at myself and asked myself, am I a good person? Yeah. Do I feel compassion yeah. <laughs> for others and have patience with daily activities? Yeah. Because I didn't feel that way. I mm -hmm. felt like very, I don't want to say triggered, but like. Confronted? Yes. Yeah. And it's not that I'm high all the time because I would say on average smoke like twice a day. Mm -hmm. If if my schedule allows, because sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'm on a thing and the camera's in my face and I can't be lit. Yeah. And I'm never like, oh, you know, I'm yeah. fine. But yeah, I just don't know if, especially because of this lifestyle, if I didn't have some type of outlet like that, if it wouldn't, because we're entertainers, we're dealing with people saying no in our face, mm -hmm. people booking people that aren't very talented in our face. We're <laughs> dealing with like rejection. Equally as painful. Just so, really hard <laughs> things, I think. Not that, booking me and booking someone booking shitty me, hurts me the same amount. Her. Yeah. <laughs> wow, in my face. Yeah. So I do think that's like sometimes we need a healthy outlet and a little bit of weed is 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 helpful to me. But I've only taken forced breaks and I've worried about mm -hmm. how I was. Yeah. And he said to me, he's like, we would still like each other, I think. And I'm like, you think you think you're high right now. You don't know. Yeah, you don't you know. No, man. And yeah, then we could both be looking up, looking, waking <laughs> up and looking in the mirror and being like, ew. Like, I'd be like, ew, her. And he'd be like, ew, him. And then yes. we wouldn't respect each other for being with those people. Mm -hmm. so or what if we'll you guys see. were just, like, sober <laughs> together and angry at the world? That's like, what I'm thinking. All these people in the way. Yeah. This traffic. Yeah. No. Be careful, kids. You hear that? If you want to take a tea break, be careful. You might, you not, might, know, become you might not know chill. who you are anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely meditate. You have to supplement. Yeah. You can't just take little, that release I'm out of your life. I'm going to start taking melatonin, too, mm. so the sleep's not an issue. M my body thinks melatonin is like a dare. 
a dare. Yeah. When I put melatonin in my body, my it's body's like, like ha, 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 ha. Yeah, we're Let's staying Let's think up. about everything we ever thought about. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it all back up. Run your whole life. We're watching a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't work that good for me. Yeah. Uh, well, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'll keep smoking again. I just, like, does anybody know about the Dominican Republic? Like, what's the deal? Yeah, it seems like they got everything there. Yeah? Every time I look up another TikTok, somebody's like, I, my name is whatever, I'm going to the Dominican Republic to get a brand new hairline. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And they just go and do it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, everything was included. It cost me $2,300. And now, look, I look great. I'm like, you do. Got you a look new amazing. hairline. They gave me a gram when I left the hospital. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> But I will say that any I've only been there once, and I did have a lot of people who were like, I can't believe you, like, in Spanish were saying to me, like, you need to be speaking Spanish. Mm. You should know your, you know, what your people, you know. And I'm like, I was born in New Jersey. I'll have to do a lingo. <laughs> Where is the Get weed ready. in this place? No, oh, yeah, I love it. And and traveling and trying to find drugs is fun. But, but scary. Scary fun. And the thing is, so this is a bachelorette. Oh, man. And I'm not a drinker. So yeah. it's going to be like a lot of girls and me mm. and prime opportunity to just take a Viper, which is where you get a fake drink and pretend Ooh. prime opportunity to do that. I've been doing that a lot. I've actually cut back on drinking a lot in the last I would yeah. say two months. Yeah. Been getting violently high, but still not really drinking. And that's helped me a lot. Just getting like something that looks like a drink. Smart. And being like, Ooh, I, oh, I got this one. I don't need know. I'm still working on this. Yeah, I don't but make it sh- just taste a little bad so it doesn't mm-hmm. you don't suck it up too quick. Yeah, so when you take a sip, you're like, it <laughs> looks terrible. That's amazing. We're partying. You guys don't even want to try this. It's so strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody drinks it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with me about breakups and weed and smoking with boys. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, any last thoughts you want to give the, the girls in the and the friends of girls for smoking (laughs) and uh, enjoying their sex life? Um, For smoking and enjoying your sex life, do it. Like, even if the other person is not a smoker, um, a lot of really, like, pleasure is just feeling your senses. And if being high makes you feel better in any other way, you'll probably feel really good while having sex or masturbating. Like we've had people that wrote in and said that they had their first orgasm because they smoked something or mm-hmm. they took an edible and it was finally like their brain stopped. Absolutely. You know, and if you're a person with a vulva, like people with penises, when they get boners, all the blood rushes there. So like there's nothing in their heads yeah. at all. Yeah. For us, it's a lot less, right. you know, and we get very heady and that is usually the thing that keeps anyone from like orgasming or just like having a good time in general. So I don't know. Anytime somebody suggests drinking, I'm like, if that is your thing. Yeah. If you know yourself like that. Yeah. But I think a lot of people like smoking and and banging. Do it. Highly recommend. I've only, I think, been too high to have sex once. But even if you are and you fall asleep, like that's a lovely way to fall asleep. We were just too high in terms of like not being able to hold our heads up. We were like... (laughs) Oh, man. New like, babies. You know when you're so lit that you're, like, seeing everything in frames? Yeah. We were, like, making out and sleep. And then making out and then sleep. And it was just, like, hilarious at I the end of the day. I love that, though. No, it was fun. Yeah. We made a mess. But. Silly time. <laughs> That's what's fun about weed is, like, you were saying in the beginning, it's, like, the way to see somebody silly. Like, the only mm-hmm. other times I think you can actually see someone, like, in their natural environment is with, like, a massive group of their friends. Yes. But if you don't have that, 
have a little joint together. Yeah. And I want to know who you are. Mm-hmm. I, I really go ham on a first date. I'm trying to, like, get in that head. Literally. What's up with you? Can you do yeah. Sesame Street voices? Like, what's up? Yeah. Are you too cool? The date is not going to be memorable to a fun person mm-hmm. if it's not fun. If you're just asking the normal, like, interview-style questions. Yeah. Like, go on some tangents. Get super high. I want to tell you a story from seventh grade, you know, yes. right now. Yes, that I'm I gonna, haven't thought of in years. But you just made me feel so comfortable. Yeah. And the connection has been restored.